program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, comprehend the fact that it's time for the show to start. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. As always, I'm enjoying the time that I'm here in the Valley, enjoying the fact that I get to do a show today, get to give it to you from my perspective. But I also got some friends with me, and I always like it whenever my friends can give their perspective. Uh, I got a couple people joining me. But uh, importantly, man, I got my man, the man that's known throughout the league as Fish. Uh, joining me in the studio today, Kelvin Fisher, scout for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And, uh, you know, it's, it's something about me and them Super Bowl champions. You know, I never had one of my own, so I figure I need to surround myself with one. Uh, those who are champions, uh, at least in football, and who have that ring on their fingers. So I'm also going to have one of them brothers from Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, Malcolm Jenkins. The most recent Super Bowl champ from the New Orleans Saints is going to join me in a little while. And, and then I'm also going to do, you know, there's a few things that's going on in a lot of lives out there. And sometimes, you know, we, we just tend to forget that, you know, there's there's more things to life in, than just football. And uh, sometimes there's people that are stricken with some, some very difficult challenges in life. And, uh, you know, whenever that kind of thing happens... You know, I, of course, would like to uh, pay tribute to those people in their struggles because sometimes you'll have to struggle to recover from, um, you know, life's challenges. And so uh, there's a young man out there, you know, younger than I am, so I'm going to call him a young man, and that's uh, Scott Brumfield. And Scott is a former Cincinnati Bengal. And you guys might remember some years ago, you know, Scott was actually temporarily paralyzed while playing for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, offensive guard, but was able to recover, uh, come back and play uh, for the Bengals. Uh, and he's a head coach now. I think it's for uh, Dixie State Rebels, and I forget where that's at, but uh, in Utah, yeah. And uh, But recently, uh, Scott's been diagnosed uh, with cancer, and he's going through some very serious uh chemo treatments and so we want to keep him in our prayers you know anytime anybody from the fraternity is uh, stricken uh, with life challenges we always want to show them the support so fans have always supported it's good to know that uh, those who are in the fraternity are supporting you too so I want to shout out to Scott and uh, keep your head up man and and keep pushing you're going to make it we know you will but uh, I also want to look back as I said uh, uh, we want to recognize other people that are faced with life challenges too and and I don't know how it happens, but this Facebook thing, man, you know, every now and then I just find myself, maybe I'll stumble over somebody or somebody will stumble over me. In this particular case, I don't know if, if I stumbled or they stumbled. But uh, 
I ran into a, a book out there, The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven. And Kevin Malarkey is the father of the son, who is Alex, who came back from heaven. And it's an amazing story. And you can actually find that book and, and the story about that at www.theboywhocamebackfromheaven.com. And, and Kevin is going to join me later on in the show uh, because Alex is a big Buckeye fan. Now, in, in my day, I was a, a decent Buckeye, but I, I've been replaced. And uh, Malcolm Jenkins is his hero. So uh, when Malcolm joins us, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But we're going to talk about uh, what it's going to take him to get back to that uh, Super Bowl and uh, hopefully win a championship for them. But I got somebody else in the studio right now who, man, what you talking about? They talk about getting back and, and, and winning the Super Bowl. Fish, come on and join me, man. How you doing today? I'm doing great, Ray. How you doing? Man, you know, life is good and out here in the Valley. It's hot, bro, but I appreciate you welcoming me here to your home. You've been here many more years than I have. But we, we both came back from that state of Pennsylvania, and you've been blessed out to come, not only come from that state of Pennsylvania, but back there working in the state of Pennsylvania for the Steelers. And, and I just got, I'm just going to go right there. What's it going to look like, man, going into camp this year, you know, without Ben at the helm preparing for the first game? Well, that's going to be difficult. I mean, it's, it's, of course it's going to be difficult because that's your starting quarterback. But that's the reason you draft players and you, and you bring in free agents because you want to have solid backups. And I think we have two good um, quarterbacks that's, that's the solid backups. And possibly and, and actually one of them was a starter in the NFL um, in Byron Leftwich, And then the other one was, is Dennis Dixon. And, and, and we also have Charlie Batch, who's, who's actually helping groom uh, Dixon. So, I mean, I feel comfortable with the two guys who's going to be battling to start the season out. Um, and, and, I, and I feel comfortable that, that Ben is going to handle his situation and be back soon. But, I mean, I, I think we have depth at that position. So, really, to be honest with you, I, I have no worries. Well, you know what? And, and that's, uh, you know, that's something I, you know, going into a season as a ball player, we know it's just like an injury. I always tell people, listen, don't panic if, if somebody for some reason unexpectedly is not in their position because, you know, there's somebody else who you expect to step up. But many times, you know, people talk about that position. In your opinion, Fish, I mean, you're there. You, you know it. Is, is that quarterback position that much of, you know, is there that much importance to that position that if we lose our quarterback, we can't survive? Obviously, you guys, like you said, you got some experience there. You got some guys that play in the league. Is it any different to you than, I mean, you guys lost fast Willie, you know, but uh, Willie Parker's out there, but you got somebody else. So, I mean, it, it, as far as you're concerned, we're going to line up and play with what we got to play with based upon the situation. Is that what you're saying? That, that's exactly what I'm saying. But it, it goes back to that old saying, we're not rebuilding, we're just reloading. You know, and that, and that's that's how I feel about our team. I think we we have been having good drafts over the years, and and, and that's why you can reload and not rebuild. Well, you know, it's interesting because uh, you know Pete Carroll's out there right now, and a lot of people are talking about Pete and, and what he did at uh, you know at USC, and now he's with the. Uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks and, and and Pete talked about finding his philosophy and sticking to his philosophy. So I, I'm assuming that what I hear from you is there's a philosophy, a way you guys go about business with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and and that's what you're more dependent upon than it is the interchangeable parts, which are the players. Oh, no question, no question. And I'm sure Pete's going to find out. It's a little difficult in the NFL than it is in college, just because of the simple fact in college you can go out and recruit. 
the best 25 players and sign the best 25 players where in the NFL you get seven draft picks and you hopefully can, re, you know, bring some free agents in. But you got guys on the contract that that have to play. So they might not be good in your system, but they may be good players in another system. So, I mean, sometimes it takes time, but that philosophy is the right philosophy, and that's to rebuild I mean, reload and not rebuild. Well, it's interesting. You, you mentioned something because I'm going to take the right to the core of your job. You know, you've got you've got seven draft picks that you can bring in uh, through the draft, and then of course there's free agency. But when you look at it, and and I don't know, you have to give the audience the answer to this fish. If when you first started scouting, if indeed it was still only seven draft picks at that time, because of course in my day when we played, there was twelve draft picks. And let's answer this question. If it's only seven now, would it be to the advantage of the club if there was 12? And if it is to the advantage of the club to have 12 draft picks, why not go back to that system of 12 draft picks as opposed to seven? Well, I, I think I think seven is good because you, if you have five more rounds, basically you would be – it's the same guys you, you bring in as free agents. It's just with five more rounds, you wouldn't have to call that kid and call that agent to try to find a way to sign that kid as a free agent, you would just draft them. But I, I think seven is a good number. I mean, I really do. And it's been like that, I believe, since 94, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and when I came out in 92, it was a 12-round draft, you know. Um, but I, I just think, you know, with seven rounds, what it does for, for teams is that you really have to do your research and you really have to know because you only got seven picks. And do you like you said? You got to do your research. You, you got to do your homework. Uh, when you when you look at it, uh, is that for the players? You know, I, I know you look at it from management perspective. For the players, man, it's like you're trying to get drafted. That's the ultimate, you know, goal. You know, that's that's everybody's life and dream. Uh, if you don't get drafted, is it? Is it something where you should you should like? Wow, man, I didn't get drafted. My chances. I stand a less chance of making the team because I didn't get drafted. When somebody comes in as a free agent who was, of course, still picked up by the team, you didn't draft them, but you still decided to sign that person. Does being drafted give you any more advantage than coming in as a free agent? That person's mindset, should it be like, I still got a chance to make the team? Well, I think being drafted is the ultimate goal. Um, and, and it's a great feeling, and, and you get you get you get a signing bonus, and you make more money in your signing bonus. But when it's all said and done, everyone got to strap the pads on, put the helmet on, and they got to go on the field and compete and win a job. And a free agent guy, the only difference between a free agent and a draftable guy, the free agent guy is probably going to make some of that money way in the back end compared to making that money up front. But I mean, if you're if you're a sixth round pick, fifth, sixth, seventh round pick, and and you, and, and you have a free agent, it's it's not you're not far away from that pick, from that same type of guy. You really aren't. I mean, they may make forty grand more than you that year just because of the signing bonus, but you may make four million more than them in five years. Mm. You see mm. what I'm saying? And that's and that's the difference. I mean, I, I tell free agents all the time: listen, go out there, never forget that you was a free agent. And for the next 10 years, play play that way, and I guarantee you, you'll be in the league. If you're good enough, you'll be in the league for a long time just because of that, that, that chip on your shoulder. And because and, the free agents are going to come in, and they're going to try to show everyone that they should have been drafted. 
Well, it's interesting. You, you talked about some money, and I, I didn't really want to go there because, you know, th- there's some things that's happening now in college football, and I really think it's all about money. We're finding more and more colleges and universities finding themselves, their programs in trouble, Fish, because young men are, are, are being, I, I guess, um, I don't know, somehow or another find themselves in a position where they're taking money. They're, they're violating rules. And, and I think it has a lot to do with money. And it's, it's small money compared to what potentially is available for them, you know, in the long term. And, and, and it's something that, that has to stop. But I'm sure you guys have taken notice to some of these programs that are having problems as well with the kids taking money. We got about a minute to, before we go to break. So why don't you hit that a little bit and then we'll finish it well, on the other side. Well, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if, if, if it's uh, players um, – Big big school. I just I think it's players. If you're a top player, you're a good player. I think the biggest problem is agents going out and and doing what's wrong. Now I understand the rule is you can meet with a kid as long as you don't pay for anything, no flights, no anything like that, no meals. And I think that's fine. But when you start giving out cash to kids so they will sign with you, not only are you hurting the kid, you're hurting his program. So what you know as a player. You got to start thinking, like, you know, what is this guy really about? Wow. You know, because he's not only ruining my career for a year, but he's also jeopardizing my team losing games and my team losing national championships. I mean, look at Daz Bryant, for example, playing, what, two games, and all of a sudden he's done? Wow. Two so, games and he's done. Listen, we got that music, and we're going to take a break. Listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. We ain't finished living like it matters. Got my boy Kelvin Fisher, scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers, here in the studio with me. We'll be right back, and hopefully, my man Malcolm Jenkins will be making that call in soon. Roof. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at youbet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. But you know what they say, Kanye. Slow motion, better than no motion. I walked in the crib, got two kids, All and my right. baby mama lay. Uh-oh. You hear that music? Slow motion, better than no motion. It's the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm a Phoenix, living like it matters. Got my man Kelvin Fisher, scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers, in the house with me, but I also on the line. Yeah, man, I'm real happy about this. Y'all know this Ohio State thing, this Omega Sci Fi thing. This is Malcolm Jenkins, Super Bowl champ. Malk, what's up, man? Oh man, I'm 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 happy for you, bro. You know, I just want to congratulate you. You know, I was down there, didn't get a chance to go to the game. You know, hit you up with the text. You hit me back and everything. You was you was celebrating, but Piscataway was Piscataway in the house down at the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, my family got down there. You know, they all uh, came up. I think I bought about eight tickets, cost me a little bit of money. You know, but they <laughs> they got out there. They enjoyed the game, too, man. Well, that's great, man. I, I know your parents, you know, and, and family had to be happy and ha- had to be proud. But, but but let me ask you something, man. I mean, you started off this time last year, you know, got drafted first round. You know, people were talking about corner safety, whatever. You know, you, you had to hold out, you know, until you you came into camp late. Did you ever think, you know, going in that you could possibly end up being a Super Bowl champ your first year after it was all over with? Uh, I think that's probably the last thing that was on my mind. You know, coming in next year, last year, just with everything, you know, you kind of get caught up in what can you do now. You know, how do you get on the field the fastest? And you get kind of get caught up with what's in, in front of you. So the Super Bowl really probably the last thing I was thinking about. I, you know, wanted to get on the field, be successful, make sure I got everything down packed on, on and off the field. So, uh, you know, your, your mind gets a little occupied. Now, now, listen. It, it, it turned out for you, perhaps maybe, um, maybe not the you know the way you would have liked to, because you probably, I'm sure, would like to have been in camp on day one. But but looking back upon the situation uh, as it was, if you were to advise a young man coming into the league now, I know everybody has to do what's best for them. But you just looking back over things, uh, you know, holding out, not being in camp, not getting the reps that you probably would have liked to have gotten because you want to get every rep you possibly can. Uh, was it to your advantage or disadvantage uh, when it you know when it was all said and done? I think uh, from a football standpoint, just as far as um, how quick you have to learn uh, to be a professional in this league is, I think it hurt me a little bit just because I missed like the first ten, eleven, twelve days of practice, which means I probably missed somewhere around 16 practices or, you know, around that. And those are reps that you don't get back during the season, you know. So especially as a rookie coming in trying to, um, you know, trying to – because you got that learning curve, trying to pick everything up quick. 
I think that's something that is important. But at the same time, it's a business. You know, we're going into this lockout year. We're not sure of the future of the league. And, you know, so you definitely have to handle that business aspect of it. Well, you know, Jake, I, I got my man Kelvin Fisher in here right now. Uh, Fisher, of course, is a scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You may not have known, but I'm sure at some point in time, your career at Ohio State University, he got a chance to take a look at you. Uh, but I'm just going to ask Fish, you know, Fish, as you guys there at Pittsburgh or, or just throughout the league, you heard a young man who actually experienced this, went through it himself, and he said football-wise it was probably to his disadvantage. Uh, do you feel the same way when it comes to a player that's, that's missing reps? Is it to his disadvantage in terms of him accelerating his professional career coming out of college and trying to make that adjustment? Oh, most definitely. Um, I mean, what, the, the way he said it is exactly right. You can't make up and get that time back. Once you lose it, it's gone. And and then you come in you come in late and you're always trying to play catch-up. Wow. And, it, and, and some guys can't. It's hard for them to play their game because they're playing catch-up. You know, and and I, I I haven't experienced I haven't experienced it. I don't believe in eleven years that I've been scouting as far as uh, seeing a player come in late. Um, I think Plex came in late my first year, um, and and it and it is it is catch up. I mean, you know, you're always trying to find a way to catch up and and get back on, and you want to get in the swing of things, you want to get in the groove of things, and and missing those. I mean, I, I didn't know he I didn't know he. I was out for 11, 11 days. That's that. That's a long time. Like you said, that's about sixteen, maybe twenty practices. Wow. You know? So, so Jinx, uh, let me ask you something, man. Coming into the league, what's the biggest difference that you've seen? You know, I mean, you played at, at the Ohio State University, one of the biggest programs, you know, in the country, and, and yet still, you know, some of the best athletes. Uh, you play against some of the best competition, but then when you go to that next level, explain to those people out there. Yeah, you know, I might have played at the Ohio State University. But, you know, lining up in the National Football League is a whole lot different. Explain some of the differences, if you can, in your own words. Uh, I think the biggest difference for uh, a DB is the fact that the quarterbacks are ten times better in the, in the league, and you play good quarterbacks every week. Whereas, you know, you might in college you may play throughout the year four legit quarterbacks. You might play Colt McCoy. You know, Tim Tebow or Troy Smith when I was there or, uh, you know, some of those guys. But then once you get to the league, we went to a stretch where we played uh, Kurt Warner, uh, Brett Favre, and then went and played um, Peyton. And it's like, you know, you don't get a break, you know. Right. What you covered in college where you might have had, he might have had a step on you, but you're still covering him. You know, that's he's not open in college. Well, in the league, that's open. Right. You, know, you, you kind of find out that find that out the hard way because you playing. You're like, all right, my guys, he's covered. He's not going to throw the ball. Next thing you know, the ball comes whizzing over your head, and you know it's completed. So I think that's the the biggest difference from college to the NFL um, as far as the DB is just how good the quarterbacks are. Yeah, and uh, would you say the same thing about the wide receivers? Well, no, I think I mean the wide receivers are, are a little faster, they're a little smarter, but I think. Talent-wise, you know, your talent excels too from, you know, DBs are better from college to the league, and it's the same thing with the receivers. So I think we, we're caught up as far as the, the curve from, you know, receivers and DBs. I think the, comp- the quarterbacks is what really make the difference. Yeah, and, I, and I, I would agree with you because I always describe to people, you know, when you watch a football game, if nobody ever told you, you know, what – 
uh, at what level it was. You know, you could just look at the receivers and the DBs and the quarterback that throws in terms of what's considered open. You know, yeah. most of the times, and, and I even feel this way, I think that, you know, if a person is open, I mean, like two steps open most of the time in the NFL, I, would you agree that that person is open like that because somebody's made a mental mistake because the talent is not that much different? Oh, yeah, definitely. Or, or it's a bad. It's usually either a mental mistake or just bad technique. I think those are two biggest culprits. It's definitely in the secondary, where, like you said, where it may be two steps here and there, where instead of, you know, you moving your feet at the line of scrimmage, you keep your feet still, and then now he has a step on you, which is hard to recover from in the league because everybody's fast. Um, you know, so so it's usually either their technique or or the, the defense usually just busted the coverage. Okay. Now, uh, you know, Fish, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chime you in because I, I got a question I'm going to ask my man right here, and, 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 and I'm going to ask you first. You know, I think Malcolm is faced with a situation now where last year he was playing corner, and I think this year they're going to, you know, change his position, and he's going to become a safety. I myself came out of college a corner, and I became a safety. Uh, do you, as a scout, when you're out there looking at talent, do you look at talent and look at a person where, you know, he can give us a couple good years at one position and then perhaps maybe we can move him someplace else? Or, or is that, uh, I mean, do you, is that a strategy or is that something that just happens? I don't think it's a strategy. I think it's something that happens. But I think when you, when I, I believe when I looked at Malcolm at the combine, I thought he was, you know, he had the size to be able to play safety if that's what you want to do with him. Mm-hmm. But, the thing about this league nowadays is that it is a pass happy happy league. So when you got a safety who can cover like Malcolm can, now it, it gives you a little bit more strategy to do some other things. Like when they go into nickel, you know they bring another corner in, or they're gonna bring another safety in. Whatever they want to do to make Malcolm the inside cover guy. I don't know how well he can cover the inside, but I know as far as being on the outside, he can cover. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of different things you can do with a guy who's versatile like that. Um, All right, hey, 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 Fred, you know, I'm going to ask you, man, that I, we've heard, I'm not sure, I'm going to get it straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, is the, the move to safety, is that is that going to happen? Yo, Mal. Oh, yeah, you talking to me? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I wanted, wanted, wanted to know, Jinx. I'm sorry. Oh, I wanted yeah. to. I'm, they moved me to free safety full time during the offseason. Uh, okay. This whole offseason, I took uh, all the reps from uh, the free safety position. Um, I also be taking reps at the, the nickel and dime. I haven't done any corner, so uh, right now it seems like the free safety is going to be where I'm at. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, Fish and I used to have this conversation a lot because you know one thing that I realized when and, and I got moved to strong safety, which is different than free safety. I, I, I'm going to tell you this: my perspective is no doubt in my mind of all those people out on the field. Your your best tackler needs to be your free safety because he can't make any mistakes because that's it, you know. And yeah. so with, with you doing that, I mean, one thing about out there in the corner, the sideline is your best friend. You know, you can mm-hmm. if you miss him, you can push him out of bounds. Uh, are you feeling comfortable back there at that free safety position? You know, when one of the running backs come, you know, come through there uh, looking you eye to eye. Oh yeah, you know, I'm. I mean, tackling has always been something uh, that's been a part of my game, so I'm. I'm not really worried about the the. Uh, physical part of it i think the biggest the biggest thing for me though and I, i've noticed this in the off season is just getting used to different angles like you said um at corner you know you got the sideline right there you know you're usually the force player so everything you know you're just attacking everything outside in whereas now i'm at the free safety where everything's inside out so my angles and attack points are all different and I, that's one thing i got to get used to 
and kind of break some bad habits because I'm used to, you know, taking angles to cut off the ball. Well, now I'm, you know, I'm squeezing and I'm trying to get inside out. So it's a lot different mentally, but. Well, you know, uh, I agree with you. One thing that I that I learned when when I had to play that safety position, you're exactly right. It, it's it's all about angles, and and as as quick as you can make that uh, that adjustment uh, to to angles, and 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 study being in that playbook and reacting. Because I know Fish and I talked a lot of times too about you know being prepared and reacting and believing and trusting what you see. You know, and making some of them tackles at the line of scrimmage, you, you can believe you're going to get a couple uh, double moves, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, because you knew at that free safety position, man. But 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 you're going to enjoy playing that free safety, man. And uh, I remember uh, listening to yeah, primetime Dion say, you know, uh, the Hall of Famers get in the Hall of Fame because they intercept the ball, not because they they hit. And so, man, I know you got good hands. So. Uh, I look forward to you also somewhere at the top of the league in interceptions. I'm hoping that's what you're looking to do, right? Oh, yeah, that's always the goal. You know? <laughs> hey, we got a break, man. I want you to hold on because I got somebody who wants to say hello to you. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Got my man Kelvin Fisher with me, Super Bowl champion, and Malcolm Jenkins, Super Bowl champion. I'm, I'm surrounded by champs. Come on back. Because I had to get my money right until the bloom of whites. Now the money coming slow, but at least a nigga knows slow motion better than. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. 
Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. This is Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm happy. I, I'm so happy, man. Shoot, I ain't never had a Super Bowl ring in my life. But I'm surrounded by two. I got one on the outside. Uh, hey, Malcolm, by the way, speaking on the outside, uh, you know, you outside of Phoenix, where are you at, at the moment? What part of the country are you in? I'm up in Minnesota right now. Minnesota. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm up here training with uh, Larry Fitzgerald and them guys. He has like an annual thing he does up at uh, Uni- University of Minnesota. So I've been up here for about two and a half weeks. Okay, now it's interesting that, that you guys would go to Minnesota and train and not come out here in the desert. I know Donovan, and, and he brings a couple of boys out here in the desert. Why, you, why do you guys choose Minnesota as opposed to the hot weather out here in Arizona or someplace in Florida? Uh, well, I know, I know Larry's from um, Minnesota, so I know he comes back home and does it here. And, um, you know, I play with James Lonatis. He's from Minnesota, too, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually staying with him. Um, so I just, I guess that's, that's what they do. A lot of guys, I know Chris Carter came up there, Michael Irvin came up there, mm-hmm. and they come up and coach, coach the guys up, so, and they have, the trainer that they use is, is real good, so, you know, everybody comes up here, Larry, Larry just basically takes care of everything, it's free, you just come up, you just do work in. <laughs> man, I, that's surprised they ain't got the rookies paying for everything, man, it's, it's free, that's, that's a good deal. Hey, Fish, let me ask you something, you know, people go to different parts of the country, uh, to train and to work out. Uh, the Steelers, your camp is always in Pennsylvania. Is is that right? You guys never leave the state of Pennsylvania to go any place and train. Am I, is that no, right? no, we don't. We, it's always in Latrobe. So the different people who go to different parts of the country based upon the weather. I know when we were going to play Denver, we went to New Mexico because of the altitude and things of that nature. I mean... Do you guys ever consider going anyplace else? I don't think so. Hey, well, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there, Jason. Well, well, he got a Super Bowl ring, too, so I, you know, maybe he got just something going on, whatever but they he, doing. He's training on his own right now. He's no, oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. So he can, I mean, once they, once they break them OTAs or whatever, the mini camps, the last one, then that's when guys, that's why McNabb got a bunch of guys out here. Right. And Larry got a bunch of guys up in Minnesota. I mean, and I'm sure some other guys, I think they down, I think some guys are down in Orlando. With uh, with that guy down there, so well, I'm gonna tell you what, uh, you know, Malcolm. I think you've uh, picked uh, a model person because, for what I know about Larry Fitzgerald, you know, he, he's 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 a gentleman and he's a scholar, and and it doesn't seem that that trouble follows him around. You know, there's some other guys that, for some reason or another, they seem to be a magnet of trouble, and uh, so I think you've picked the right person. Let me say something else about you, Malcolm. I, I'm I'm gonna compliment you, man, because I I talked to a a young man on the phone uh, a couple weeks ago. And he shared a story with me uh, just about what his son had been through. And and his son, there, there was somebody that just, uh, you know, tickled his son 
uh, to, you know, uh, beyond, you know, what anybody else could do in terms of bringing laughter and joy to his heart. And it's 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 a really it's a it's a touching story. It'll make you a little sad, but then it'll make you happy. And, and that that man is a man by the name of Kevin Malarkey. And, and Kevin is, I believe, from Columbus, Ohio. And, and I just want him to tell you a little bit about his life and, and his story. And I'm going to ask him to do it pretty quickly because we don't want to take up all your time. And plus, I want to get back to you and fish and talk a little bit more football. Uh, but, but his son is a Malcolm Jenkins fan. So, uh, Kevin, are you there? Uh-oh. Do I have Kevin on the line with us? Yeah, I'm on the line. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, Kevin. Listen, okay. I, I don't know if you heard me, but I, but I told Malcolm a little bit about, you know, what you and your son feel about him. Yeah. And, 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 and I just wanted you, I didn't want to tell him the whole story. I wanted you to tell him as quickly as you could a little bit about your, what happened to you and your son and, and what, what's going on in your son's life now. And, and then I'm going to put Malcolm on the spot after you, after you share that with him. So why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about, and I'm going to set this up, the boy who came back from heaven. Yeah, we, um, we had a car accident in 2004. My six-year-old son, he's now 12. And he was in a coma for a couple of months, and when he came out, we found out that he had actually been in heaven and had some good experiences there, and then we decided to write a book about the good things that God had done for our family and in Alex's life. Um, but Alex, it's funny that Alex's favorite pro team is actually the Steelers, believe it or not. <laughs> so all right. Right now, I have to actually buy the NFL Sunday ticket so we can get all the Steelers games. Mm, right. Well, you and I talked about you guys live, where do you live at? We live about 45 minutes west of Columbus in a town called Bell Fountain. Okay. And, uh, and, and, and you and I talked a little bit about uh, one of his favorite players on, on the Buckeyes a, a couple years ago. Is that right? Oh, yeah. He's a big Malcolm fan. We knew about, uh, obviously, his football skill, but we had also heard of his faith, which is important to us. So we... Uh, when the Buckeyes would be on defense on a big play, we would actually be doing Malcolm Jenkins chants in our family room. <laughs> and and, and that's, that, that's what I, I wanted you to, to share with Malcolm, because there's so many times in life, you know, that people don't hear about the good things about players. And Malcolm, obviously, is a man of faith. And, and God is working on us all, all the time. But Malcolm is allowing, you know, God to work in his life. But, uh, you know, when you explained about the car accident, and like you said, your, your son went to heaven, I mean, yeah. there. You know, I read you know bits and and, and parts of, of the book, and and there were some things that happened when this accident that you just found unbelievable. What your son was able to tell you, and I believe your son might have been airlifted. If not, your son left the accident before you did. But when he was able to communicate in in some capacity, he told you about your experience, and you were wondering how how could he possibly know that? Am I right? Yeah, he described the whole car accident when he was unconscious and possibly even dead. He described the whole car accident, and he described uh, the emergency room, and he described the whole scene, and everything that he said was accurate, and he certainly wasn't conscious when it occurred, and he just said he had seen it from heaven. Wow, isn't that some hate? Now, Malcolm, uh, did you got? I saw a, a picture of uh, Coach Tress uh, and, and, and Alex together. Do you recall ever seeing that? Did Alex ever come to practice when Malcolm was there? I don't know if, I, you know what, I'm not sure if he was there. We were there, oh, I guess he probably was. We were there two years ago. Um, he spent a lot of time with uh, Robisky and Hartline and a few of those guys. 
But uh, I actually don't remember seeing Malcolm, now that I think about it. Yeah, and uh, uh, Malcolm, did, have you ever heard this story before? No, I haven't. This is my first time hearing it. Yeah, it, it, it's an amazing story, and, and there actually is, is, is a book out. Am, am, I, am I right? There's a book. Of course I'm right. It's a book, because I have the book, and I've already, but, <laughs> but I wanted to, uh, Kevin to tell a little bit more about the book, how it can be picked up, where it's selling, if it's selling, and, uh, you know, and just a little bit more to bring us up to date on, on how Alex is doing today. Yeah, uh, the book is called The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven. It's published by Tyndale House. It should be in bookstores everywhere, and you can get it online. Um, and basically, it's just a story of faith and how you can have hope regardless of what happens, how there really is a heaven, there really are angels, there really is a God who loves and cares about us, and how we can use difficult times to actually make good things happen. And if I'm not mistaken, listen, uh, Alex doesn't want us to be sad because Alex is not a sad young man right now. Is that right? Oh, no. Alex is, Alex is a huge sports fan, any sport, any time, and he's excited because his Buckeyes and Steelers are about ready to start. He's got that preseason momentum going, and he's a happy kid. He just takes whatever comes his way, and he smiles, and he does the best he can on every day. Well, listen, I, I, I'm going to ask. I, I told you I was going to put my man on the spot. Hey, hey Malcolm, I'm going to ask that, uh, that, of course, I'm going to get, and I already have uh, Kevin's uh, address, but I'm going to get some information from Kevin, and I'm going to ask, and I, I'm not going to say what, but I'm just going to ask if you would please uh, send him something, man, I don't, you know, an autographed picture, if you got something around the house that would excite him about the Buckeyes. I don't know if he's going to get excited about the Saints because he's a Steelers <laughs> fan, <laughs> but yeah. uh, you think you got something laying around you could you could send to him? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I have some things at the house that I can uh, I can send over and sign and everything. Uh, like I said, just give me give me information, I guess, when we get off the phone, and I'll definitely send some stuff up. Okay. Hey, 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 Kevin, I'm a man of my word. Am I right? Uh, everything I've seen so far, Ray. <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you what, man. You uh, just know that our prayers are with you, and uh, you're welcome to give me a call whenever, and uh, you can expect that package uh, from Malcolm uh, sometime soon. So uh, tell Alex, we said go Bucks. I sure tell him, and Malcolm if, or Kelvin, if you want a copy of the book, I'd be happy to get one to you guys as well. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That'd I would love that great. one. Okay, I'll get you all that information. Give me that information, and I'll send them a copy of the book as well. Okay. Okay. All right, Kev. Thank you. Thanks very much. All okay. Right. All right. Hey, bye. Okay. Hey, hey, Malcolm. Okay, man. Listen, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to uh, do that because I said I would do that. I, I didn't tell you that. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, man. But I know the kind of man you are. And uh, plus, Larry Romanoff should have told you, man. Expect me to do something to you, <laughs> you know, catch you off guard. But yeah, uh, but uh, I think you, I think you made Larry Romanoff a happy man. I think I saw something on Facebook with somebody standing up in a in a, in a cap and gown. Oh yeah, yep. You you got it done, huh? Yep, sure did. Four okay, years. and and then what that means got it done is he went ahead and got that piece of paper, got that degree from the Ohio State University, man. And I'm happy that that happened. Uh, listen, I, listen, Malcolm, it's it's it's. Almost the, the off season is almost over with. Um, you know, many people don't understand for somebody like you who was drafted, you know, in the first round, who participated in a lot of, uh, you know, in the combine and, and all these other things. It's been a long season for you. Have you had time to really rest to get ready for this upcoming season? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Last year felt like the longest season of my life. You know, I, you, I really didn't have any break since my senior year, you know, that that season, I went straight from, I think we played like January 5th, went right into combine training, right into mini camps, OTAs, right into training camp, then played a 
And Mark, hold on a second, man. We got that music, so I got to take a break. I'm going to let you finish that on the other side of the break. I want those of you out there who don't understand how long a season can be from your senior year in college to your rookie year. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to finish Living Like It Matters, and I'll be right back. I ain't got no car to take you on a date. I can't even buy you flowers. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard-hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard-hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports that good girl going back get her out of here and this is rail sports on the voice america network i'm gonna finish living like it matters my man Malcolm was just trying to tell us a little bit before we went to break about the extended time of which he spent you know, last year, you know, going into, you know, his his rookie year. So, so Malcolm, why don't you finish telling us, you said that that was as long as you've ever experienced in your life. Oh, yeah, man. You know, because I think we, my senior year we played our bowl game January 5th, and then I went right into the combine training, right into OTAs and uh, mini camps, then, you know, training for the um, training camp. Then you go into training camp, and then I think we played 23 games, including the preseason. Wow. 
you know, and my senior season was only 12, 12 games. So you're talking about playing basically two seasons in, in one. Uh, so, you know, once December, January came around, uh, you know, my body was kind of beat, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to hold on for, you know, <laughs> till the season's over. But, you know, now I think, I, I think Sean Payton's done a good job of giving us ample time to recover. You know, we had two months after the, um, after the Super Bowl, before we had to report back again. And so we basically took four weeks and cut it out of our off-season program. But that being said, you know, when you take off that much time, now the little bit of time that we do have to train is, is so much more important, especially if we're talking about repeating this year. So I think we've been we've been working really, really hard on the little bit of time that we do have to prepare. And I think the coaches are going to do a good job of knowing that, you know, it hasn't been long since we played, you know, and, uh, you know, that, that takes a toll on your body. So I think he'll be smart during training camp as far as how hard to push is, how many reps guys are getting. Um, but right now I'm feeling really, really good about coming into this year. I like what our team has done in the offseason, um, and I'm looking forward to it. Well, listen, I, I got a man here who, who, like you, they've won a Super Bowl championship, and, and the next thing you know, you know, the philosophy in, in Pittsburgh is that they don't rebuild, they reload. Uh, Fish, how difficult has it been for you guys over the years when you win a Super Bowl? Now, Steelers have had back-to-back, you know, you know, back in the day. But, you know, how difficult is it after winning the Super Bowl uh, to come back and win another? It hasn't happened, but, but you've, you've been able to look back and see how hard that really is. So, again, the only way you guys would really end up, you know, competing against each other would be in the Super Bowl anyway. But, but give him some idea how, how hard that really is, at least from what you've seen and your experience has been. Well, my, my first experience was in a uh, Super Bowl forty, um, and we came and I, we came back, and I just thought the team. I, I thought we were still living the Super Bowl when we came to training camp. It it wasn't over. I mean, it wasn't over, and I thought that was a problem. When, when I went to training camp, that's what I saw as a scout. You know, looking at the team, is that we were still living that Super Bowl, and I thought we should have just put that behind us and and moved on and just. Listening to some of the things that that uh, your head coaches said, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to put that behind and say, "Hey, let's move forward," which I think is the right idea. To you know, and then my second one was Super Bowl forty three, and I just think it, the first one was sweet. And I'm sure you, I mean, I, I saw the ring on one of your scouts' hand uh, a week ago, um, and the, the ring is nice, and I, and, and I'm sure you, it, it's sweet for you. Like you said, it was a long year, and and you know, the the end was was perfect. You know, only th- the advice I can give you is get your mind right to get it done again, and not necessarily think it's going to happen again. Mm-hmm. The same approach you had coming in this year, like the, the the thing you said earlier was like Super Bowl was on wasn't on my mind. It was just about me getting on the field and playing. Now you're on the field and playing. Just get your mind right and and go for it again. Don't don't ever think that it's just going to happen. And what you're going to learn, because you're you know you got you just started your career. What you're going to learn is this, and you can ask Ray. It's hard to get in that game. So what you guys accomplished is something major, major. And don't ever forget that. But don't ever forget about being hungry and 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 going and getting in that game like after you guys beat Minnesota how how that was the feeling of that don't ever forget that because you know I have two rings and and every year I'm hungry to get back into the Super Bowl and I'm not even playing I'm just a scout but I I'm hungry to, to for our team to get back in there 
And, and I think that's the big thing is that after our first win in uh, Super Bowl Forty, I think we came back and we just we were hungry, but we expected it to happen and we didn't want to go get it and make it happen. Yeah, you know, and 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 Malcolm, I can tell you this. I, like Fish said, just that feeling and that hunger, that feeling of hunger. I, you know, the drive was was my first year. It you know to a, a AFC Championship game. We didn't get it. Then we went right back the next year, and 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 then there was a fumble. But uh, I, I don't think that, that that yearn that you know, as Marty called it, that gleam. You know, we we continue to have. Uh, that passion to to get that gleam and to try to get that ring, and as as long as you you stay hungry, and and I I think what players have uh, the ability to do is to know when you're giving your all, and then even to know when your teammates are giving your all, and 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 one thing that I've always seen, Malcolm, is, is you've been a leader, and and I believe that that a secondary must lead by example, on any football team in order for it to be successful. I, I just think when you got a, a nice, cohesive unit in that secondary and they compete all the time. I heard Pete Carroll talk about compete, that they compete in the passing game every day at practice. I think you guys can uh, you know, be one of the best, and I think you're certainly in a position uh, uh, to do that. Uh, listen, I got you on the phone, man, and I, I got to ask you this question because now you've been in the league. And I am so sick and tired, and I know you are too, you know, of this, uh, this comparison of the, the SEC and the Big Ten. Come, <laughs> come, come on, Jinx, say, say something, man. You know, let, let them cats know something, you know, because I'm just tired of everybody talking about how much better the SEC is than the Big Ten, man. Uh, what, what's your perspective? You've been in the league. you played against guys throughout the league now. You ain't got to talk a whole lot of trash, but stand up for us, man. Stay, say something good about the Ohio State University and how we play, and, and we ball it, right? Oh, yeah, this, this is what I'll say. If you want to compare conferences, then, I mean, obviously you got a lot more talent as far as the SEC because, you know, you just you have teams from all over. Whereas if you want to talk about Ohio State compared to the SEC, I think we definitely fall in the mix. There hasn't been many teams in the SEC or, or guys around the league that come from a certain team where I'm like, okay, those guys are, you know, way – they're just on a different level than us. Nobody, nobody's really shocked me that much. I think if you look at all of the quality players that have came out of Ohio State, um, you know we're making a lot of noise in the league right now. If you just look at San Antonio Holmes, uh, Anthony Gonzalez, who was with the Colts, he was hurt all last year, but you know we had a lot of guys come out this year. Benny Wells is doing pretty well. James Laurinaitis is doing great. Like you know we got we get guys in and out every year, and I think um, from Ohio State versus the SEC standpoint. I can defend myself, but, you know, it's kind of hard when you try to put the conferences together because the Big Ten has had a couple struggling years the last two years, but I think that's all going to change soon. No, I think that I think that's well put, man. It, it certainly is. But you know, you gonna get a whole lot of mess coming. You know, this is from somebody else outside, and and that's the you is coming up to the horseshoe this year. And I know you probably ain't gonna be able to make it, but actually, actually, I will. They play on a Saturday, and we play that that Thursday. So I'm gonna try to get it. My coach let me get up to that game. Wow, man. I sure hope you make it up there, man, you know, and, and bring a little bit of extra from the sideline because cause we're going to need it because you know it's going to be a whole lot of talking. I'm looking at Fish over here. Fish smiling, laughing, <laughs> you know, but he can't say nothing. You know, he can't say nothing about the conferences because I don't think he's allowed to say that. That might be crossing the line now. <laughs> he's laughing, though. But but I'm a Pac-10 guy. <laughs> oh, man, he a Pac-10 <laughs> guy, man. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. Okay, hey, but Malcolm, man, listen, I, I 
I want to thank you, man, for joining me here today. You know, it's been a whole lot of fun. And, uh, you know, get you another ring, man. I don't think Fish was happy with one. He had to get two. So so get you another one. But but stay healthy, man. Listen, back there, safety, they done changed the game a little bit. So I don't know if you they're going to let you hit as much as they're going to let you tackle. But, you know, make them tackles. But like Primetime said, man, get them interceptions too, man. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. I appreciate you having me on, man. Okay, be safe now. Talk to you. All right, God bless. All right, Rue. Yeah, man. Hey, Fish, man, you can't look like that when we talk about the Big Ten <laughs> over there, man. The Big Ten's been good to Pittsburgh, man. You know, they've been real good to Big Ten. But I, I want to thank you, too, Fish, for coming in, man. It's been Anytime you come in, man, it's, it's, it's a great day, man. So, uh, hey, want to thank uh, uh, Malcolm Jenkins, you know, champion of the world with the New Orleans Saints for being a guest on the show with me. Also, I want to thank um, Kevin Malarkey and uh, and his son, Alex. Say a prayer for Alex because, uh, you know, Alex is Alex is having a good time, but still say a prayer for him. And, uh, of course, um, as always, my man Kelvin Fisher, scout for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, I'm blessed to have him here with me. You've been listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. And as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.